Welcome to our character profile. This week we're doing Zoe Tattersall. Yeah, I never thought we'd actually get around to doing Zoe, but um, I've, I've been watching more of her recently. She's only just left on ITV3, and we've obviously seen her on our DVDs as well. And it's it's reminded me that I really quite like that character. When when I first started watching it in the late 90s, um, I think, yeah, I think I quite got engaged with her story. And she was like a new character that had, had started just just after I started watching, and then and she didn't stay for too long. And then, but that was back in the day when I didn't really have any concept of what's a long time or a short time in a soap. Yeah, it's funny, isn't and, it? And um, yeah, she came in, did what she needed to do, got out, and, and, then, yeah, and then got out. And who knows what Zoe's up to at the moment? But obviously, she's gone on the actress um, Joe Frogger to do to do big big things, which I guess we we'll talk more about later. So, but um, first of all, we should probably say this is Conversation Street. And oh, I'm we probably Jana. should. And I'm Michael. Um, that's it, really. This is our bonus podcast for the week. Yeah. Um, so let's have a quick rundown of Zoe's statistics. Gemma, over to you. She was born on the 13th of September, 1981. So she's still very young in tender years. Yes, yeah, Zoe's going to turn 40 soon. Um, she had one child called Shannon Tattersall. Who was Slash Katie. Born in 1997. She first appeared on the 19th of May 1997 and she last appeared on the 16th of December 1998. She was in 126 episodes and as you said, she was played by Joanne Froggart. Do, do you, I mean, you didn't really know much about Zoe before we recently started watching, did you? No. Part, part, if I was say Zoe, you might have said, is that the one that went off with the cult? No, I probably wouldn't have wouldn't said even that. Say that. But you know who Joe Joe Froggett is. I mean, what what were your kind of overall impressions of Zoe well, watching her? Just to be clear, I've only seen excerpts of her story. That's because, true. That's true. Um, she was in 126 episodes. <laughs> I don't even think I've. We probably seen... you might have seen ten of them or so. Yeah, because so... you, you've watched bits, whereas I've just recently revisited her whole time on the show. Yeah, so I uh, honestly really not that much more clued in than I was before. Well, you just wait, Gemma, because we're about to refresh I'm everyone's memories. Ready and, to learn. Teach <laughs> you about her. Well, Gemma's about to talk soon, as if she knows what she's talking about, but she's really just reading the notes. Whereas That's I am acting. talking from experience. Now, this could have been a lot different because um, the character of Zoe was all di- I mean, as with all curry um castings i imagine um lots of lots of actors went for that role but um notable here is that georgia taylor and jane danson both went for the role of of zoe so they've mm. gone on to play um, the battersby sisters and coronation street it does make me wonder how different life would have been if one of those had got it i think they both could have played the part because zoe was she was a bit of a um she was one of these ne'er-do-well scallywag scruff bags that kind of came onto the street you know raised you know come from the wrong side of the track sort of thing and and she's pretty she stayed in that character all the way through as well because quite often in coronation street you'll get your you know your beckys or your gemmas or what have you and they start rough and dodgy and end up integrating and being accepted members of the community whereas zoe never was but i could totally see having recently watched 97 um uh i forgot my other characters names are toya and leanne um jane and Georgia could have very easily played the part of Zoe, don't you think? Yeah, they're all three of them very talented actresses, and I would not have been able to pick out of those three, especially 
you know, I don't know what circumstances of, of it were. I don't know if they went, oh, actually, those two would be good together for a later role or if they just said yeah, not, not necessarily suitable for this role. Or Yeah, because... Imagine it... having those three in front of you and having to pick just one. Yeah, and, I mean, that, that to fish them out out of all the others that I guess went to the audition as well. Yeah. But but Zoe first appeared only, like, a month and a half before the Battersby's um, came on the show, so there yeah. must have been... You they know, must have said, bring them back. Keep an eye on those else. two. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we, 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 and I guess if um, Joe hadn't got the role of Zoe, she would have almost certainly gone for one of the Battersby roles. So we could have had <laughs> Joe Frogger playing Toya or Leanne at this. And again, Who I knows? think that she could have definitely taken on both of those I roles. Know. They're very similar. I mean, I, I know that Joe Frogger and, um, is still close to them as well. She's still friends, isn't she? So um yeah, how different life could have been. But the the i the um the story behind um Joe's casting is that she'd she'd only been on one thing on telly before Coronation Street, which was an episode of the Bill in nineteen ninety six. Um oh by the way, did you see the um picture of um Connor McIntyre in the Bill that was making its way around Twitter a few <laughs> days ago? He had hair and everything, yeah. amazing. Um yeah, so Corrie was her second role, and when and she, she was went... only like sixteen, right? Yeah, yeah, she was only sixteen when she got this part. Aww. I think that um I, I may be wrong. I, I think that Jane and Georgia were maybe slightly older. Yeah, she, they must have been, yeah. But, um, yeah, so very young and innocent and uh, thrown into the world of TV. She was she was working at WH Smith's at the time and uh, she, she took a, along a, t- a VHS tape of her in the bill um, as part of her audition. And she she, think the interview went, she thought the interview went pretty terribly. Apparently they made her do this scene again and again and again. I watched another interview with her the other day. And... Um, eventually they struck gold and they're like, we'll have a... Right, do it like that. Do it like that next time. So <laughs> there's a bit of a... um, Zoe's backstory, I've seen two different versions of it. I, I'm, I, I tend to believe Corypedia over everything else because they get it over the show, from the show. I mean, Corypedia says that Zoe grew up in care and eventually got sick of it, so she decided to run away, live on the streets with her boyfriend, Liam. And Liam was um, the, the the guy who was hanging around with Zoe at the beginning of her time on the show. This is when um, she discovers she's pregnant, and she, she considers an abortion, so she's pregnant when the show starts. Whereas I was also having a look through the um, Coronation Street magazine from the 90s, from that stash that I've got, and... Um, the story there is that her dad used to drink a lot, then he died, and her mum, she was, so she was living there with her mum, who had strings of boyfriends, last one hit Zoe a few times, so she ran away to, to live with friends and, and stay rough. So I, I, I don't know whether that was like an original story, or whether it was a mixture of what, I don't remember what it was established on the show, even though I watched it fairly recently, but she had a rough time of it, didn't she? And, and we definitely know that when she first came into the programme, she was, she was living on the streets with her, with her pal Liam, and making her debut in the um, video games arcade where Judy Mallet's working. And Zoe's story on the street is tied very, very closely in with the Mallets, isn't it? Who we still haven't done yes. character profile of, so we'll, I guess we'll leave it a little while after we do this because there might be a little bit of um, common ground. So Ju- Judy's working. She's like, um, she's like behind the ticket booth or something and she's a big glass screen or whatever in front of her. And um, Liam and Zoe turn up one day and they try and get money off of her um, sort of give give us what's in the till basically and then they find and then they accuse Gary Mallet Judy's husband of assaulting Liam and um Zoe kind of goes along with this it it definitely is established fairly early on that Liam's the driving force of their ne'er-do-weldom but Zoe's kind of just a bit too weak and impressionable and um 
she she all, all the way through Zoe wants to be accepted and and to be loved and everything doesn't she that's kind of her story she wants the baby she wants Ashley she wants the the cult that she ends up in but yeah she goes along with Liam um and then they um and then they demand that the mallets cough up 200 pounds well, Gary Gary's not done anything at this point but even Judy is struggling to believe his side of the story and says look we'll pay you 150 pounds if you if you can quiet it down so I don't know. So they're pretty convincing. So um, later on, um, we, we to, to try and fund this, Judy tries to steal from the the rovers till she's caught by Samantha Failsworth, who's barmaid working there at the time, who who says to Judy, "Look, you just need to speak to the police about this." But for whatever reason, Judy carries on trying to do whatever she can to to meet this uh, this demand by by Liam and Zoe. Um, but by this point, Zoe does want to back out because she feels a bit sorry for Judy because she knows that Gary hasn't done anything wrong. So Zoe um, carries on hanging around the arcade. Um, I think she she's split up with Liam by this point. And, and Judy says that you just want this money to buy drugs, don't you? So they're getting into an argument. Judy slaps her. Um, and then at this point, Zoe realises that the reason that they want the money is because she wants an abortion. No, Judy realises. Ju- sorry, Ju- Judy realises that Zoe wants an abortion. Zoe is absolutely horrified by Judy this. Judy is horrified. Judy, what did I say? Zoe. Judy is horrified. i get my name. Judy Zoe. Judy's the one that has wanted a baby ever since she came onto the street. Um, she says she's been in about two years at this point, and, and the mallet story is basically leading up to Judy eventually having these twins in like 98. But yeah, so she's like, You want me to pay for you to get rid of a kid when that's all me and Gary wanted? wanted. Yeah. So she's like, No way, not having the cash. Month goes on, Judy finds Zoe begging on the street. And she invites her to come back home with them to number nine for a bit of a food, bit of a bath, get herself cleaned up. And she comes up with this plan. You can probably guess what it is if you haven't been following this on Classic <laughs> Coronation Street. Guess. Judy says, oh, Gary, we want a baby. She's got a baby and a tum-tum. How about we, you know... Why don't we snatch it? Buy it off of... It's not a snatch. It's a, it's a transaction. It's a Terry Duckworth style. You right. give me the money, I'll give you the kid. This there seems to have been like quite a, um, you know, quite a lot of that going on, Corey, in the nineties, wasn't there? Because we've also been seeing um, Roy and Haley struggling with should they buy Wayne, their foster kid, off of their. Um, I know it is really stepdad. weird how often buying children comes up in coronations. Yeah, street. we had that. We had um, Becky and Steve bought Max off of Kylie, didn't they? Weird. Who'd want to buy a child? Can't give him away. Stand it, <laughs> Anyway, um, Judy's like, yeah, let, let's get this baby off of her, and and also, uh, and we'll pretend that it's ours. He thinks she's absolutely nuts, so he says, right, Zoe, take this money, you leave. You're going to write Judy a message saying, oh, thanks for looking after me, but I need to move on. So she does that. Off we go. Judy thinks that Zoe's just done a flit and, and the idea is put to bed for a little while. But then the following month, she shows up on the doorstep again. And Zoe's like, oh, brilliant, come in. And then they... Judy is. Judy says, come in. What did I say? Am Zoe. I get... I'm getting the wrong names again. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. It's useless. Judy, copy, copy, paste, replace. Judy says, look, I'm going to pay you £2,000 if you get, let us have this baby and eventually Gary's one round to the idea because you know once a woman gets an idea in her head she wants something oh yeah just just, Handbag, just give it to her Gary shoes, baby. give her the baby exactly exactly Audrey Audrey then jumps to the conclusion that Gary's the father and she starts spreading this gossip because at this point um, I don't think they were, were the, they obviously 
um, I, I can't remember what they're telling the neighbours at this point, but um, yeah, Audrey thinks. Oh, it hang does on seem a, a trifle odd that this pregnant woman who's got nothing hanging to do, around. Yeah, yeah. Is this baby yours, Gary? And then she starts spreading the gossip. Judy is furious at this point. I mean, this is eventually the story they end up going with um, because it means it seems to make sense. So poor old Gary is painted as um, somebody who's not only cheated on his wife, but has done it with a 16-year-old waif off the street and has managed to get her up the duff. So he's like, has this oh shame. Dear. Judy is, everybody's saying Judy, oh, you're so good. How could you even, you, you're so noble for standing with your guy for through, through this or, or whatever. Poor but, um, old Gary. I know, totally poor old Gary. So Judy is just like, she wants to get rid of Zoe as soon as this kid is born because don't want a bond, don't want a bond or anything. But um, Gary says, no, we need to keep her on the scene for a little while. Otherwise, the social services are going to come sniffing around. We need to kind of ease her gently out of our lives. Um, but they don't count on blabbermouth of the street. Leanne Battersby finding out about this um, this little scheme that they're hatching because Zoe starts being friends with Leanne. So again, another interesting link between them, considering they could have all been switched up on the roles here, these actresses here. Switched at birth. Yes. So Zoe, friends with Leanne, I think she gets drunk one one day or something and tells her about this deal with the mallet. Well, she's pregnant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, literally quite a long way pregnant. <laughs> okay. She, she, was, she was a scally, what can I say? What can you say? Yeah. She, she, she didn't care about this baby, remember? She wanted to abort it, and the only reason that she's keeping it is to get the £2,000. She doesn't care whether it comes out, you know, okay. back to front or whatever. <laughs> what happens? Is that what happens when you get drunk when you're a baby? I don't know. When you're pregnant, <laughs> I mean. I don't know what happens when you're drunk when you're a baby. So I don't she think just like, can tell if you're drunk when you're a there's baby. There's this baby inside of me, and whatever happens to it, I'm going to pass it on to the mallet. I don't care. She doesn't count on any of this bonding actually happening. But getting drunk with Leanne does precipitate the um, labour somewhat because she goes into premature labour and get, and gives birth to this hairy little girl called Shannon. And sorry, but in the whole history of Coronation Street, I have never known a baby with such a luscious crop of hair. She's pretty, it's pretty impressive, isn't it? I don't really I would remember. rub my fingers through that hair if I was the mum. Rub was, it? Actually, yeah, you just, you know, tousle it. It's uh, quite impressive. Anyway, um... She, she So she's got this baby. Judy calls it Katie. Calls her Katie, should I say. Um, an interesting fact, this was only the 15th birth on Coronation Street. So the yeah. show had been going a good you know, 35 years plus at this point, but only 15th birth on Coronation Street. And she was only the 11th mum on Coronation Street as well because um, you obviously got people like... have more than one baby. Yes, like, like Valerie Byler having the twins or whatever. Yeah. But considering the, the rate at which mums are popping out sprogs left, right and centre... It's quite incredible yeah. that it only took thirty five. It took thirty five years. Sorry, not only for the for the fifteenth birth uh, to, to happen on the street, but never mind. Anyway, so we got this baby Katie at this point, and Zoe is immediately shunned by the mallets. Um, well, who, she's ignored because the baby is more exciting. Yeah, we we don't need you anymore, Zoe. Yeah. and it's interesting because both of the mallets, I think, are looked on quite favourably, aren't they? They are, you know. I think there were definitely some people who at the time didn't like the family. I mean, when they came in 1995, they were a bit rough around the edges for, you know, the the clean living, um, wholesome sorts of the cobbles. And I mean, this was two years before the Battersby's rocked up and changed... um, It it changed what what we understand about new families and everything. But yeah, they they were a bit... 
a bit rough but um i think generally people look back and say yeah judy and gary they were decent people at least but they were like yeah look, never mind zoe we we got our baby now that's fine you you go you go take your two grand yeah um he, he, but they're still getting midwife visits aren't they yeah 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 she yeah zoe has to kind of put on a show during this um, and, and act like that um, carries the baby, the, the dad and everything. And, uh, but she, unfortunately, it, oh, unfortunately for Judy and Gary, she starts bonding with this baby and she like goes to a cot in the middle of the night and said, Oh, I'd have called you Shannon and everything. So it's a bit like, you know, if you're a farmer, you shouldn't name your, your, your sheep, should you? Because when time comes for a nice bit of roast lamb, it's a bit harder to, 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 to put the bullet in, um, what's a good sheep's name? I can think of lots of cows' names. Daisy, Buttercup, <sighs> Clover. What's the name from Wallace and Gromit? Sean. Yeah. Okay. Put, a, put a bullet in. Sure. No. So so she she's she's named her. She she's started this little bond here. So um, Judy and Gary no Gary notice that she's getting a bit close to this baby and says, "Right, you, you go now. You go now." So off well, she they give is. Give her the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, exactly. So um, meanwhile, while Zoe's away, Leanne is getting pretty hacked off because she obviously is. Uh, friends with Zoe and ev- or everyone's saying oh that Zoe she's she's dumped the baby on Gary what a terrible mum blah 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 and uh, and Zoe doesn't and, and Leanne doesn't like hearing all these nasty what she considers to be lies spread again about her pal Zoe so um so uh, she in, tells in, everybody in, what's what really happened yeah she does she does she tells everybody but Judy's like no she don't don't believe Leanne so Leanne is painted as a massive liar who at the time, you know, she's only been on the show for you know, barely any time at all. The Battersby's have come in, crashed um, into Coronation Street at the bang. Percy's left, Mavis has left, everybody hates the Battersby's, so it's yet more fuel to the anti-Battersby fire here. So Leanne, by the end of the year, is like, right, fed up with this, I'm going to find Zoe, tell her to come back to the street, say what's what. So Zoe shows up at number nine. Zoe, Judy's absolutely terrified that she wants the baby back, and um, and and... So Judy disappears off with baby Katie, Shannon. Katie, she is at that point still, isn't she? Um, Gary finds her wherever, I don't know, and says, look, Zoe just wanted more money, it's fine. However, Zoe sticks around the area and makes this massive dramatic entrance in the middle of Katie's christening party. Says, oh, I just want to see Katie, but clearly she wants her back. And the mallets at this point are like, Zoe's always going to be hanging around here. We need to do a classic Corrie Midnight flit. However... Ashley is now on the scene. He um, starts taking pity on Zoe, and she, um, because he's just so nice, isn't he? Yeah. Well, he's going out with Maxine at this point, but he sees that this poor girl, who is roughly his age, I mean, I guess he's a few years older, um, is is going through a bit of a bad time here, and so she well, she's, latches she's still onto 16, him. Seventeen here. Yeah, yeah. She latches onto him, like I said earlier. She just, she's always wanted a bit of affection, a bit of attention. She feels like she wants to belong somewhere and she did belong with the mallets, but she kind of soon realised, oh, they're just, they just used me basically. But there's, there's this other nice guy, Ashley, he's interested in me. So she latches onto him um, and she kind of opens up to him about the mallets buying the baby and everything. He takes her in at number four. Maxine does not like this. So she leaves Ashley when he says, no, sorry, she's staying with us now. She's not, I'm not going to let her sleep rough when we've got this whole house that she can stay in. Um, so, um, Zoe sees the mallets one day packing up their car because they're, they're, they're planning to do this flit. She nips into number nine, snatches the baby back, barricades herself inside Ashley's house. Um, and I, I think, I think 
Judy blames Gary for this. I think she was away at the time or she was off somewhere and, and Gary was the one that was supposed to be looking after the baby. But yeah, he was he was doing something in the car. He They both go round there, bang on the door, Ashley lets them in, but says, no, you're not having the baby though. So when they back off, Zoe gets away um, to go and find Liam, her old boyfriend. And, and so she's off living with him now for a little bit. And we... I think I can't remember whether it was that episode. I think it all did all happen in one very very dramatic episode. She's she snatched the baby and done a runner, and she finds him at this totally minging squat somewhere. And so at this point, Zoe has taken her baby back yeah. from the mallets. Yeah, yeah, and, and run away. Run away, found Liam, and the very end of the episode, the final scene is poor baby um, Katie slash Shannon. I suppose she's Shannon at this point. Now she's under uh, under Zoe's watch and she's in this horrible flat. It's dark. There's maybe like a candle. is the only light. Is... Yeah, so it's a squat. And, and Zoe and Liam have both gone out drinking. So she's basically abandoned this baby yeah. that she wanted so much. But she's like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out drinking. She's just a really, really terrible mum. So Liam soon gets tired of having this baby around. I mean, he, did, he didn't particularly even want Zoe back necessarily, but having a, a, a crying, pooing, vomiting baby all over the place, he soon gets sick of. So he says, look, Gary and Judy, you give me £2,000, I'll let you have the baby back. And Judy's like, great, where can I get myself that kind of money though? I know, I'll offer my body. So she goes and finds her boss um, at the, um, well, her old boss, I don't think she works there anymore, I can't remember, at the arcade, and says that I'll sleep with you for £2,000. And he's like, yeah, sounds like a good deal to me. Um, so she manages to get this money. Um, Zoe... So she actually does it? She actually does it. She sleeps with her boss. Oh dear. Again, like, it, she, she, it, was, it, was, it was harrowing. Let's just, oh dear. But... And it just shows what she would want to do. And she was utterly appalled at herself for doing it. But she literally would stop at nothing. This is, remember, you know, two, three years now into the story where she's desperate to have this baby. And she thought she had it, but it's been snatched away for her. She would do anything to keep this baby. So, yeah, he, he goes along with it. But Zoe says, no, I'm, I'm not letting go of this baby. Um, but she does at least leave Liam and goes back to stay with Ashley. So the state of play at the end of the year is that Zoe and Ashley are living back at number four together. They're getting closer together. Zoe, Ashley and the baby. Zoe, Ashley and the baby, yeah. Ashley had previously told Maxine that he would, he didn't fancy Zoe or anything. Uh, but yeah, they eventually sleep together at the end of the year. Fred thinks he's a massive fool, that he's ditched lovely Maxine for, you know, this, this ne'er-do-well off the street. Um, and also by the end of the year, Martin Platt knows the truth about the baby. Um, well, everybody does. I think Gary tells Martin um, because I can't remember. I can't remember why he told her, but that he's linked to Leanne because Leanne at this point is married to um, their son Nick, and so she's been kind of like um, exiled from the from the Platts' house by for, for spreading all these lies, what they think is lies, and just being a nasty piece of work. But now Leanne is kind of vindicated because every because Martin knows and then she basically tells everybody. So everybody wow. now knows exactly where this baby came from. Would you like me to pass over to you to tell you to tell everyone what's gone on in nineteen ninety eight? Because I do realise I've been talking quite a lot. That's fine. Where where does the where's the cult? The cult comes later and she's she by the by the end of nineteen ninety eight she's gone, Gemma. So this is this is the final year. Exactly. Of Zoe. That's why I'm like she ain't got time for for any of this. She's pretty intense when mm. she was in the show. So in, in 1998, Zoe starts to get tired of Shannon and she pays Toya to babysit her so that she can go clubbing. 
And Ashley doesn't like this, has a go at her, so she packs up to go to a hostel. And then Ashley's like, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to. And then persuades her to come back. Yeah, she she just, she didn't have the, the you know, the mothering instinct in her. She liked having a baby, but she preferred I mean, the, the the call of being a teenager and going out doing all those things that teenagers do was just far stronger. She's just, yeah. Yep. So useless. Fred says, right, I'm selling the house because I, I don't really like Zoe. I'd rather get rid of her. And I don't care if I lose you as well. It was really harsh. I mean, I can kind of see where Fred's coming from. That that Ashley, who at this point was still his nephew, wasn't he? Yeah. Is, is yeah, moved on from Maxine. That... Nice, secure, stable Maxine for this, this girl off the street. But Fred knows that Ashley's his son. Yeah, he, he does. He does. Right. But so I, says, I don't think Fred came right, out of this part of the story looking particularly good. I'm, I'm selling the house and fed up with you. But um, Zoe forces him to back down by saying, yeah, you can't do that because we've got a rent book and we've got rights. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Nick and Leanne move into the house and they get fed up with having this baby oh, screaming all the time. I don't know where this house is. This, house this is, is number this? four. This is, this is um, the house that's now Sally's. So, so at, at this time, we've got baby Shannon slash Katie. We've got Ashley, Maxine. We've got Nick and Leanne, but it's owned by Fred. He bought it off of Mavis when, um, when she left. He's letting rent. Yeah, so it's the, it's the happening young teenager's pad. Singing. yeah, yeah. great. Um, Zoe ignores the fact that Ashley's worried that Shannon is always coughing all the time, um, being neglected, and she agrees to let Judy babysit so that she can just get out and yeah. do what she wants. The signs that things were not looking right for Shannon became pretty clear in this point in early 1998. Because usually if you've got babies on the show, they might... They have a bit of crying every now and then, or usually they're just, um, you never even hear them, but there was lots of coughs added into the background noise of Shannon at the moment, which, yeah, we don't usually get, but Zoe's like, she's fine, she's Whatever, fine. who cares? She'll Babies do after, that. look after her. Yeah. So she goes out and leaves Leanne and Nick. Are they newlyweds at this point? They're um, babysitting anyway. Yes, they are. And Leanne finds that Shannon is, is very sick, um, very sick and she's been sick and she's kind of not really moving <laughs> so she phones for an ambulance and she gets the mallets round to check on her but by this point Shannon has stopped breathing and Zoe returns home to find this absolute chaos and a, and a dead baby yeah I think this was another hour long at, at this sort of, sort of stage in Coronation Street it felt like if there was something big that wanted to happen they would give her an hour long episode didn't they because a lot of the ones that we've been watching that we've that we've picked to watch turn out to be an hour and this this one we saw and it, it was like really gut-wrenching the end of this episode Leanne's comes downstairs she's yeah. absolutely terrified she's like Nick Nick I don't know what to do she's been sick and everything she's gone a funny colour um and and Judy's brought in. She she at one point thought that this baby she'd be able to raise as her own. And Zoe comes back from the club. She Everyone's has to find out of this. Yeah, it, it was really really horrible stuff. And I mean, we've had obviously um, Oliver die you know, in the past twelve months in Coronation Street, but this was the first time that you had a a, a, a young child, an infant, die on Coronation Street, and it it must have caused like shockwaves at the time I've, I vaguely remember watching it when it was on I don't think I was particularly shocked I was, I was fairly new to soaps back then and um, you know you weren't, you these were things just happen and I was only a teen boy four, yeah 14 year old it's like oh baby's dead 
how exciting, but watching it now is like, God, this is, just imagine how awful and terrible know, this must awful. have been. It, it was, it was really, it was brilliantly played by all the cast. It was fantastic. Really, well, really good episode. Shannon had meningitis and that's what she, she died of. Mm. And there was a interview with Joe Froggett in the Cory magazine yeah yeah i was having a look through because because this was prime time for coronation street magazine it kind of run from early to late 90s and um one of the things that she said was um it's it's been a bit upsetting reading some of the scripts and it's very challenging but my biggest worry is that i do it well there's so many people who have lost children and i'm really keen to handle this story sensitively because i feel i have a responsibility to them so she was only, yeah she must have only been what 17 at this point and she was being given a story where this baby that she's given birth to dies and and it's, that's yeah. that's a test it's of you big. as an actress isn't it well it's they had a lot of faith in her we were talking recently about how much faith the show's put into all the young cast for the sub story but this is just as mm. it is know, it really really is she was dark. Wonderful. She's such such a great actress and and the, the, one of the things that I admire about the character that I like about that I've enjoyed watching her is that throughout this two year period she's always in character everything she does i can see yet that's how her character would react to this and at no point am i thinking oh you know that's a bit of a badly designed uh, sorry badly played line oh don't worry she's only a kid it's like she was perfect all the way through well zoe gets disgusted because her neighbors who had shunned her now are rallying around her and they there's a wake and that fred lays on and everybody shows up and um, yeah, yeah. Every everybody, she, because she had been, um, I can't remember what the word is when you're ostracised by everybody on the street. Everybody looks down on her, and now suddenly they're all saying, "Oh, so you, your kids died. Oh, let me uh, let me do what I can to look after you." Even Fred, who was the one that put on this wake, and she's like, "Hang on a minute. Up to this point, you hated me, and now you, I don't believe what you're saying." Well, Emily tells Zoe that she's praying for Shannon and Zoe slaps her. Really mean. <laughs> that was. She slapped Emily Bishop. Can you believe, believe it? it. <laughs> so the mallets get happy news because Judy is pregnant, but this is not good news for Zoe. She is heartbroken because she thinks that they're moving on and forgetting Shannon. This is this is very much like um Nick finding that he had Sam, isn't it? Just at the time when Ollie died there's a new kid on the block yeah. and now uh, and then just yeah and now we've got judy is like oh i've got my own kid and so Shana, so zoe's thinks oh oh dear so what does she do what's Set, the what's the best thing sets fire to shannon's pram just also, like just like hope. hope this is this is basically she just the, exactly the same as what we're saying now just in a different order a bit she shoves the the pram at gary she chops her hair off. I don't know if this is the same scene. <laughs> I think a bit later we we cut to her and looking in the mirror, cutting her hair off in in grief. Um, Ashley calls in a doctor, and Zoe gets sectioned and feels a bit betrayed about this, and tells Ashley that she doesn't want anything to do with him anymore. But you know, this is just kind of similar to what they're doing to Hope. Hope should be sectioned as well. Yes. Setting fire to. She needs something. Zoe gets released. She makes up with Ashley, but. Then she snatches Fiona's baby Morgan, who is Emma's half-brother. Yeah, we, we saw Morgan on the show a couple of years ago. He, he, he turned up when they were going through the revelation of Emma being Steve's secret love child. And Morgan like showed up as if he's always around, yet we haven't seen hide nor hair of him since, have we? Well, he got snatched by Zoe. They get found on a bridge. She gives Morgan back, but then she tries to jump off the bridge. 
and Gary steps in and and rescues her. Yeah, now this was filmed at the Manchester Shipping Canal. Um, and and I, I was reading another article about this. And it's really quite interesting because if you want to dive into the canal and get a stunt diver to go in there, it needs to be a certain depth. And um, this particular place where they jumped in was apparently four feet, seven inches. And that's just about right for jumping in and having like a dramatic soap there, any shallower than so she that. she actually did jump in? Yeah, 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 exactly. She jumped in and then... No, well, no, well, it was a stunt actress. Of course. Yeah. Um, the character did. Yeah, the character jumped in with Gary after her. But yeah, if, if it's any deeper than this one, then the stunt actors... Any apparently, shallower. Any shallower, sorry. The, the stunt actors have to, like, go in on their back or something and it's a little bit rubbish. But yeah, this was just about deep enough to go feet first. It's a great little scene. Had to make sure there weren't any trolleys in there. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Trolley. I mean, there's no dead bodies or anything that you're going to jump Land in. Land on someone who's already in there. Yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah, so, but the, the, the stunt actress who they got to um, be Zoe here had already had a bit of a past um, past experience doing this because she was on Titanic and she had to jump 80 feet into the sea. So just jumping, you know, I don't know how far this was from the bridge, 20 foot maybe, small fry. No problem. Yeah. So Zoe now has got to go into rehab. So she goes to a support group, which is also attended by Paul Fisher who is the boss that Judy slept with for the, that £2,000. And now he's like, oh, I feel really bad about it I think, in retrospect. I can't remember exactly what happens, but it's like, oh, I've, I've left my job or left my wife or something. Like, I slept with this woman and he, he feels like really, yeah, really guilty about it. And so he's there at the meeting, coincidentally, and she kind of puts two and two together about, hang on a minute. So that's what you did. So she tells Judy about it and she says, I won't tell anybody. But Judy feels so guilty that she tells Gary anyway and they split up. Just for a little bit, just for a little bit. And then we don't really get to see any more of Zoe for another like four months or so. And I don't think there was any particular reason for it. I think she was always supposed to be there. But you go from you know late spring 1998 to October 98 and then there's nothing. But once you get to October 98, you get this brilliant story, which turns out to be um, Zoe's last. And uh, you saw a little bit of this, didn't you, on the DVDs? But yeah, I think you'd have preferred to have seen more. Yeah, so... By October, she's trying to get her life back on track. She goes out clubbing. Best way to clear your head between, I don't know, decluttering your house and meditating. She meets Ben and Ruth and they pretend to to befriend her. But actually, they're up to something because Ruth steals her purse. And Ben is played by Bern Gorman, who is... um... A semi-famous actor in the UK, isn't he? We 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 got to like him in Torchwood, Torchwood but then he was also played. Uh, he was in Game of Thrones. Yeah, I can't remember what the character yeah, was called, know. but he's he was one of the um. He, he was in that when they were all staying in that hut beyond the wall. He was there that yeah. killed someone or other, and then someone or other killed him. But he play he plays generally unlike. Yeah, he's he's very good at, crosses. at pulling pulling very unsavoury sort of faces. Yeah, isn't he? So he comes across as a real slime ball. But Ruth returns the bag the next day and gets Zoe talking, and then she she comes back a few days later with her cousin. He's like, oh, I also lost my baby, and I'm struggling as well, and um, Zoe tries to comfort her and Ruth says you know what you've got a real gift for for helping people so they carry on building this relationship between Ben Ruth and and Zoe and uh they come round for dinner and they're vegetarian so everyone thinks they're weird (laughs) yeah there's there's warning signs not and not just the fact that they're vegetarian obviously nothing wrong with that but yeah there's there's that they common in the 90s let's just be honest yeah they 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 like so say grace or a little prayer to 
to, to Nirab or whatever. And, and Nick and Leanne especially are kind of just giving each other side-eye like, go, what are, are these funny. weirdos that Zoe's yeah. brought back? Yeah, they, they do. They kind of have a bit of a giggle about it afterwards. So, Zoe's kind of being love-bombed by these people and they eventually offer her a job at the Etheric Foundation and she gets presented with a crystal of Nirab and um, they they uh, go house to house trying to sell these crystals to people, Ruth and Zoe. Yeah, so the Etheric Foundation is like the base of operations for this cult. Um, and, and I don't, again, I've got vague memories of it at the time. It's probably like, you know, Curry does cult story. So I don't know at what point the viewers twigged onto the fact that this is what it was. But yeah, when they go around there and they're selling these meditative healing crystals and everything, and they're all there and they're, they're chanting and everything, it's, um, it, it soon becomes pretty clear that um, they're definitely up to no good. Um, they, they brainwash Zoe and um, Leanne thinks Zoe's turning to loony. And Nick's like, don't worry, it's just her way of dealing with, with the loss of her baby. Interesting how Leanne says that Zoe's a loony for this, when, again, after Ollie's death, she's the one that turns to um, that TV medium, doesn't she? Yeah, she does. Mm. Right, so Ruth guilt trips Zoe into giving up sex and alcohol. Um, and then she and Ben start to say, oh, you're really ready to take on more responsibility at the foundation. And... What is harmonic convergence? I don't understand. Harmonic convergence is is just where you're listening to this weird kind of chanty music and you're there kind of meditating and kind of mmming along. It's basically trying to be at one with the universe oh, so okay. that you can communicate with to the, the dead. dead. And, and right. because of everything... They, they, it, it was a completely nutty and batty storyline as I was rewatching it just recently. But it felt like it all kind of made sense. And, and the, even the fact that Zoe was the character that was chosen to do this made absolute sense because she would do anything to be able to see Shannon again, to be able to talk to her again. I completely believe this. And uh, it was very... It, it, it On the one hand, it felt maybe a little bit rushed. It was over and done with in a couple of months. But... I, I don't know how quickly cults work. And, and Zoe really, really did want to be accepted. She wanted a community. And these people, uh, like you said, they were love bombing her. And she was like, yeah, this is brilliant. And she did admit to Leanne or Nicole Ashley, I can't remember somebody, that it, it does seem a little bit odd, but they promised that I can speak to Shannon again if I do this. So this is what I'm going to do. She doesn't want anybody to tell her that what, Ben and Ruth are saying is wrong because she then she you know loses all hope of seeing her, her kid again. Yeah, so um, Ashley's saying uh, I think this is a bit of a load of old crap, but um, she doesn't want to hear that. So Ashley tries to humour her and says, "Right, well, I'll go. I'll go to this meeting at the foundation to see what it's all about because she wants to convince him that it's not that weird." <laughs> but when he goes, that's the opposite effect. He gets freaked out because everybody is. Um, they're all kind of joined hands around the table, aren't they? And being swaying. very stereotypically odd. Yeah. Um, and Zoe says, um, don't even try to get between me and Nirab, because if it's a choice between you two, Nirab's going to win every time. Now, Nirab, we haven't said so far, nope. but I'm sure lots of people know this already, is a 
anagram of Brian. So this 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 god character was kind of named as a bit of a joke after Brian Park, who had been the previous Cory producer, who'd come in, you know, swung his producer's axe, got rid of a load of characters. And this was, it felt like this was a bit of a, this, the show's way of sticking two fingers up it at this really guy. It was really weird, because, like, presumably, everybody, when he came in, was like, yes, Brian, no, Brian. And then he's left, and they're like, screw you, Brian. They, uh, and I didn't remember this until I was watching it a couple of weeks ago on ITV3, but there was even a scene where they had, uh, where they showed Zoe a picture of the, the great Lord Bri- uh, Nirab, sorry, and, and it was this caricature they used of Brian Barg, yeah, like an oil painting of him. Yeah. It was like clearly supposed and to be it's him. Weird. I don't know how they did it without Corpson. It's weird because I don't know how, how, what, was it common knowledge? I don't think so. How, how many casual viewers are really, really know what the last person looked like? This joke mm. was just in there. It was a total in to joke. To make everybody on the show laugh. Yeah. It had no merit in the story whatsoever, really. No. And cutting to this picture of somebody that you, you only know who it is if you, if you know about the history of Coronation Street. Must have been really weird. Like, mm. imagine people at home watching it going, who's that? Is that because supposed people, to be someone? When people talk about odd and silly and ridiculous soap storylines, or, or on Coronation Street at least, this one is always brought up. And it makes me wonder whether if the, the cult leader wasn't called Nirab and wasn't based on Brian Park, would it still have that reputation? Because It's a bit sad, really, because it was supposed to be a serious storyline, but they kind of ruined it. It was. It was, it was an early example of a Corrie Issues story, wasn't it? And like I can't remember afterwards they had, you know, phone this number or go to this page on teletext if you think yeah. anyone, any of your mates are being um, taken in by a cult. by a cult. But, yeah, it, it, people look back on it and think it's a bit silly. But, yeah, watching it, it was really, really good. So, um, she Zoe gets um, has to go to a, a special purification ceremony to become a daughter of Nirab. And Ashley turns up to sort of, I don't know, support her? No, sure. I don't think he does. He he turns up one time and it's to kind of scope rat and, and and say what what's exactly is going on. He's heard that she's being purified and he wants to sneak in there and find out what exactly this is involved. And it basically involves her and Ben kissing. Yeah. they she Ashley sees her and Ben going behind this screen and she kind of <laughs> takes her clothes off, puts on this white purification gown or whatever, comes back kind of holding hands with Ben. <laughs> and Ashley, if she doesn't think that this is weird enough, Ben then just kisses her in front of the rest of the cult. And he's like, bloody hell, what are you doing? That's my girlfriend you got there. Um, tries to snatch her away. He has to kind of be restrained and everything. And um, He tries to attack Ben. Yeah, 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 yeah. So she's obviously not happy about this. She tells um, him that she's going on a retreat to meet Nirab. And then she comes back and she says, guess what? I've been chosen by Nirab to have a baby with Ben and I'm going to go and li- live at the foundation. <laughs> okay. uh, I think um, Ashley at this point realises that he needs to do something... So pretty drastic, pretty quick. I must have only seen like two episodes. Of, I think you did. Of this, it it escalated incredibly quickly. So, um, Gary, Nick, and Ashley go to the foundation to try to get her back, but she says no. That I'd rather be here than with you. If you if you take me 
you'll be keeping me a prisoner. Yeah. It's not, it's not, it was a really, you think it, it's the other way around. But it was it's quite not. an exciting rescue scene because they're, they're there, Gary, Nick and Ashley in, I think it was a van that Gary had um, looking out of the gate and then they see Zoe there and Ben. So they, they rough and try and get her and one of them, I think, I can't remember who it is, um, Gary maybe punches Ben or, or oh no, he doesn't. He just kind of pushes him away and then Ben's on the floor saying, don't hit me, don't hit me. And he, <laughs> it's great because it's like, yeah, you're just a massive coward and you're on this power trip and you think you can ensnare all these people. Well, he, he wins in the end because yeah. um, Zoe goes off to live in America with Ben. Yeah, Ashley baby. brings her back to number four, tries to keep her locked up, but nope. she's like, no, this, like this is what I want. And it's fascinating because... And Ashley has to let her go. Yeah, this is one of the few Coronation Street stories where the villain wins. True. What are they up to now? That's yeah. what I want to know. 25 years on, what is going on at the Etheric Foundation? Because, um, I mean, I don't, I don't know, honestly, how big of a deal cults are here. But in America, especially in the late 90s, this was massive. Yeah, I mean, around this time, people were starting to hear about you know, Scientology and whatever, weren't they, as well? And well, um, yeah. it, it, in a way, it was there as a current issue... But I don't think in the late 90s here, there were loads of people at risk of being whisked away by a cult. But, you know, some people probably were. And and that's the same with lots of issues that Corey covers. It doesn't mean that it needs to be something that absolutely everything is, everybody is experiencing. It can only be a small handful of people. And I think it was good that some of the signs were pointed out, you know, as a as a just-in-case well, and, and they they had like um, when when Zoe went off to the foundation, you know, in a penultimate episode, and Ashley and Nick and Gary or whatever went to the police station, and they were like, "Ah, oh, yeah, Ben and Ruth, we know them. They them and and this etheric foundation has been going up and down the country, and and they've been using these various tactics, and it was, it didn't feel like it was a, a lesson that we the viewer were being taught, but it kind of was. Yeah, because the early nineties was in America when you had Waco and David Koresh and all that. So we would have seen on the news as people living in the UK, like the horrible fiery inferno that was created when the, mm. um, when the, that, uh, compound fell when it was invaded Yeah, and, um, all the people that died. And I don't know, maybe I, I genuinely don't think that there was a problem with cults. I don't think but, so, but, um, Maybe it was because Coronation Street taught us. Exactly. <laughs> if it hadn't been for Coronation Street's story, we, we could have been, been awashed by them now. Yeah. We could have all been brainwashed and going yeah. off to the forest to meet Nirab. Interesting, again, how obviously they... Because Nirab was based on Brian Park, they couldn't have him actually appear on the show. I know, that's so weird. And it made me wonder, like, when I was... Uh, like, did did they make him up? Is he, is there actually a Nirab? But the fact that Zoe went off to this retreat or whatever and... and supposedly met him or, or did you i don't know i don't know whether it, it yeah, was, was he, it was left it a like little bit vague did... modern day scientology where elron hubbard is dead mm. and is kind of like he's passed on to another world or is it like scientology before elron hubbard died where he actually did exist Mm. And you could actually meet him in real life. Yeah, so it wasn't like that, you know, that Nirab was supposed to be some divine being. He was actually there on Earth to to visit. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know how they how they what they wanted us to think about him really. But it was good stuff. But sadly for uh, for Joe Froggett, it did mark the end of her time on Coronation Street. It wasn't her decision to leave the show. I've read. Um, but yes, it, and it she was... also had a bit of a trouble 
um, being taken seriously after her stint on on Corrie. And it makes me wonder if they had not hammed it up a little bit, would would it have been easier to take her seriously? Because she got given some really hard topics and she mm. she rose to the occasion. Absolutely, but she did. She this was weird, this, There's definitely a stigma about being in soaps anyway. But and being, you're from that weird cult having story. A, yeah, having a, st- a stigma of being in a, in a story that essentially was making fun of something that people already make fun of i.e. a soap mm. I don't know if that if that was helpful yeah I don't but know. didn't really hold her back no, in the long no, run yeah no no yeah because she um she had uh, she got a BAFTA nomination uh, she was the lead role in Daniel Cable Eyewitness and she also was the most promising newcomer at the British Independent Film Awards for her film um, In Our Name from 2010 she's also in Bad Girls she's in Life on Mars Robin Hood Liar and I don't know if you've heard of a show called Downton Abbey, but I think it's only popular in the UK because it's more very English and <laughs> maybe people in different countries can't she is, relate. No, she has gone on to achieve uh, um, worldwide recognition. Anna I Bates, she was in all 52 Anna. episodes and the film, and I think she's going to be in the film that's coming out at Christmas. Yes, they are. Another, make, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Another oh, film. This Christmas, Downton Abbey 2 and The Matrix 4. What Brilliant. a life we are leading. Um, so uh, we, she we've got lost... Golden Globe as well in 2015. Yeah, 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 she did. Yeah, best um, best performance by an actress in a supporting role in a series, miniseries, or motion picture made for television. Yeah. So we we had we've watched Life on Mars, but I can't say that I necessarily remember Joe's character in there. Um, Bad Girls, we didn't see Robin. I mean, if you look at her IMDb page, she has done absolutely loads. But yeah, Downton Abbey is the big one that she's remembered for. And you you started watching that a few years before you got me into it, didn't you? Mm-hmm. You were desperate for me to watch Downton. And I think I tried it a few times. But um, we how long was it like? Was it only last year we were watching Downton? Was it was it during lockdown? It might have been, you know. But, um, uh, when did I, the movie I, come out? Yeah, I think. No, oh, maybe that was no, two years ago. Yeah. Maybe it was two years ago. It was but yeah, I enjoyed it, and and her character there, this this kind of mousy little maid, was um really quite lovable. No, she wasn't was she? determined and plucky. Oh, I just remember the fact that she was going out with Mr. Bates, yeah. who was the most insufferably. He was a dick. He, Mr. Mr. Bates, every he was just so Mr. Perfect. He was like, he? I'm going to fall on my sword for no particular reason and sacrifice myself for other people, even though nobody asked me to. We're not supposed to not like him. He's supposed to be very honourable. So, he blah, just blah, spent blah, his blah, whole time like he wound me up like if he if he went if he I know he was a soldier wasn't he a soldier I can't yeah, remember yeah. but if you genuinely and took him to war limp. if you genuinely went to war with him he'd spend the whole time throwing hand grenades and jumping on the top <laughs> like you, you don't need to pull the pin out I know you're trying to save me, but you're putting me in danger in the first place. <laughs> but I did, I did enjoy Anna's character yeah. quite a lot. She I was, just, she was, she was good despite her relationship with the insufferable Mister Bates. Yeah, that's yeah. What I would say. And hopefully, it's it's you know been more of a springboard for for Joe's career. Well, she was very um, warm about her experience on Coronation Street. Yeah, yeah. There's there's an interview. This is one that I was watching the other day. This is even after she's been super famous. I know. She was was on the off-camera show in 2016 and said that it was the best learning experience for me being on Corridors. This was my drama school. Yes, there's elements to any soap or any long-running series that can not be as high quality because she was talking about, you know, Snopes snobbery and everything. But there were also some... Snopes snobbery. (laughs) But there were also some fantastic actors, fantastic writers, fantastic directors. You learn a really strong word 
work ethic. She talks about, you know, going in, no rehearsal time, you know, rehearsing in the green room. You got one, two takes maybe to get it right. And, and that's stuck with her and has, has helped her in her in her future career on the big programmes. Not that Corrie's not big. I think Corrie's pretty big, isn't it? It's, it is. It is. It's pretty big show, yeah. Um, I was also reading a couple of other quotes and things about her from 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 the Corrie magazines that in episode uh, sorry, issue 50 there was an Ask Joe section so a bit, bit more um, behind the scenes stuff about Zoe or her thoughts about Zoe she says she describes Zoe as being a bit moody not very happy person I don't think I'm like that but she's very strong I tend to worry about things all the time and she just doesn't care I wish I was a little bit more like her in that respect <laughs> she said she probably wouldn't want to go out with Ashley in real life as he's a bit too nice and soft Yes. Um, she says she gets recognised quite a bit when she goes out. Most people are quite nice. So she did get one woman calling her a bitch one time because she left the baby in the squat. And she probably went, fair enough. I hold my hands up. <laughs> and she says Zoe is quite selfish, but she's had so many bad things happen to her in her life that she has to really put herself first because it's the only way she knows how to live, really. I think that's a pretty fair Yeah, yeah, definitely. Of, she's had to um... fight. Yeah, fight, struggle you, all you her life. You become very self-orientated when you're the only one that's looking out for you, for what you mm. want and need. Yeah. So I I leave my second go of watching Zoe's storyline with um very, very fond memories of her. Like I said, she was in character all the time. She was, despite being, you know, she was, she was very, she pushed people away, yet wanted to be accepted in the same way. So she was, at the same time, she was, not necessarily difficult to like, but you can understand how the people living on Coronation Street would have shunned her. Um, I would be very, very interested to see her coming back to the show. I don't know how likely it is now that she's gone well, on to you know, mean, hit the big time. She's still friends with Leanne, the character of Zoe. Well, yeah, exactly. There is still the link there, isn't there? If if um, Zoe were to come back, Leanne I would be the person be... that she would gravitate towards us we, we did have a bit of woo science in the show when we had um Sinead's friend who said that you could drink kale juice to stop getting cancer mm. and then she died of <laughs> cancer um i can imagine sort of zoe coming back and saying oh you know I, i've been through i've been through it all and uh i realized that it was wrong and um uh, i'm i'm totally not about that anymore but um, what I really am for now is, you know, healthy living and being a vegan and not putting chemicals in your body like COVID vaccines. And I hope you're not vaccinated. You can just she, imagine her like you ha- could. having traded one set of. Yeah. Um, yeah, because she was very, very impressionable. I could. Beliefs with it with another set. Yeah, I could see her hanging out on, on various subreddits and, and learning all about these uh out their ideas and just believing them because if she, if she has left the cult at this point and she's looking for something else to cling on to because she's literally got nobody in her life apart from the cult members because that's that's what cults do to you but then in the other alternative is that maybe the um the etheric foundation is doing the rounds in weatherfield again and she comes back and she's you know she's right up there she's, she's the, the, the grand ab- dame yeah maybe maybe it's wife. the cult of zoe now yeah, yeah, well, well she... it would have to be somebody else's anagram of a previous... Yeah, you can't make much of a, um, an anagram out of Zoe, can you? Not really. <laughs> Cult of O's. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I would... I mean, she, she, as I say, she's a fantastic actress. And the fact that Leanne is there... I mean, the, the, and, and the fact that she's just lost the baby. We've been drawing all these um, uh, links between what was going on with Zoe to what's going on with Leanne now. If any time was going to be the perfect time to get her back on the show, now is it. 
But I don't, I don't know whether she'd, whether she'd want to. I think it'd be really interesting because, I, like I said, Corey did dabble a little bit with um, people that don't like to follow science. Um, and I think that somebody in a cult might latch on to those ideas in a, in a different kind of a way. Mm. Well, I don't even know, like, if you're, if you're in a cult, if you're in this cult, how much are you... Um, On the internet. Yeah, exactly. How much are you locked away from finding the inside world? Do, do we do we meet Zoe again where she's literally just escaped or been released or whatever and she's still stuck in, you know, nineteen ninety nine mode and oh she has God. to be reintegrated into, oh, into I love modern Nirvana. Yeah, into into modern I don't know that I feel that there is a lot that they could do with this character and it'd be a bit of a boost for Coronation Street actually to be able to get Joe back on the show. Oh, I think it would be fantastic, but I, I don't think they'll ever do it. But I don't think they will. It would be, yeah, it would be fun. Um, it'd be, and it, yeah. I think part what's of the... the modern, what's the modern equivalent of what she went through, really? Oh, yeah, I don't know. I think I think the fact that this cult storyline is looked back on as being a bit silly is another reason why Cory might not want to bring it back. Although it didn't well, stop it them bringing... attention to... Yeah, it didn't stop them from um, revisiting the baby swap storyline for Michelle and uh, Ryan and Alex, did it? Or selling children storyline, which they've done about five times since. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'd love it. I'd love it. But yeah, great character. I, I, I loved her. I, I loved the mallets, despite the fact that they were massively manipulating her. It was all just a bunch of characters in a really really desperate situation and um yeah and seeing what depths you would go to 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 get what you wanted to make you happy i suppose but, um very very good feel, stuff feel and, really sorry for zoe she didn't have a happy ending really no she thought that she i mean maybe she did you know who's to say she went to america and she got what she wanted yeah i mean we look back at wrong <laughs> we look back really on the cult know. as being evil but maybe they gave her a, a brilliant life and she's been living the because high life who's for the past to say whether years. crystals aren't don't heal you i don't know <laughs> what's the, what harm can it do as long as you also go to the doctor yes yeah at exactly. the same time you don't just rely on sticking yeah. a crystal up your back for her it was a happy ending she like gets in the car she or the taxi or whatever it is she's driven away ashley's there sobbing his heart out and it's well, a really really it, touching final scene for him but it's either go off in a cult to america mm. or get bludgeoned to death by richard hillman yeah exactly exactly yeah <laughs> who's to say it wouldn't have been her on that uh getting murdered in front of the tv by yeah she, she would have been there wouldn't it, it would have been well yeah. maxine you should have, have stayed at the foundation zoe <laughs> 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 the cult of nirav capron eh? <laughs> right shall we uh leave it there i think we I think, should. I think we, that's about an hour to talk about a character that's only been in you know just over 100 episodes She's got a. We only spent half an hour talking about Richard Tilburn himself, didn't I we? Know. So we will we will draw a conclusion under it and um, say what a fantastic character Zoe was. Um, and if you, as listening to this, also enjoyed her and you want to write in and tell us what you think, then let us know. Send us an email to conversationstreet at gmail dot com or tell us on our Facebook group or our Twitter or whatever, and maybe we'll read it out. Maybe. Maybe. Um, we're done we're done that's it thanks for listening everybody we'll be back on Friday no Saturday with our normal um, podcast episode so join us then but until then ta for now bye bye the music for this episode came from podcastdeam.com praise be to Nirab (laughs) oh 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 o